Good afternoon, it's Todd. Here's another uh, edition of Spinning Singles. Um, I'm here doing the Billboard charts, and we're up to September 29th, 1979. Getting a little thunderstorm right now, so you may hear some thunder in the background, but that's okay. Um, we're going to pick up where we left off, and basically I'm talking about the songs that chart and um, what they mean to me from a collector's point of view. So at number 38 this week um, was a song by John Stewart, one of my favorite artists. He had one big album, and that was it this year, the year of 79. And this song is called Midnight Wind, and it came in at 38 and went to number 28. And the thing about this song is it's got Stevie Nicks singing on it, even though she's not credited right on the label. But Lindsey Buckingham is also playing guitar on it, but she, she sings more prominently in this one more than she did the the song Gold by him. It's on the RSO label. And again, a great song by Jon Stewart, Midnight Wind. And Stevie Nicks was still a couple years away from going solo herself. And we'll hear from her again in a Fluid Max song that's coming up in a couple weeks that we'll talk about. Um, next song to come in uh, that week at number 39 was a song just by called KC. Well, it was KC and the Sunshine Band, but he had dropped that and it was just called KC at that point. Actually, no, he still had the Sunshine Band behind this. Sorry about that. Had a little break there. I'm back. And we're talking about Casey and the Sunshine Band. Um, Please Don't Go came in at 39. It would go all the way to number one. And it was a ballad. And it was his last number one song. And a buddy of mine I would meet years later in real estate actually toured and worked with the band. And he would tell me stories about Casey. We'll talk about him much later. But uh, this song, Please Don't Go, on the TK label would hit number one. Next song to come in that week, and actually the last song to debut in the top 40, was kind of like a disco song from an artist named Fran Jolie, and it was on the Prelude label. The song was called Come to Me, and it was a female disco singer. She hit number 15 with this one, and that was her only top 40 hit. And um, don't know much about it. It was an okay record and uh, not a hard record to find. Um, not particularly valuable, didn't have a picture sleeve. So a lot of times I'd like to talk about songs that debuted in the Hot 100 but did not make it to the top 40. And this next particular one is by Dolly Parton, one of my favorite artists. It would come in at number 90 and go to 77, and it's called Sweet Summer Lovin', and it's on her RCA label from the Great Balls of Fire album. And I did hear this. It got some airplay enough to make it on the national charts, but that's as high as it got with 77. And that's Dolly Parton's Sweet Summer Lovin'. Which brings us to the first week of October of 1979. And that's um, the 6th of October. And there were um, three songs that came in that week. And the highest song to come in was by a, turned out to be a one-hit wonder artist, um, his name was Ian Gom. He was from England, and the song was called Hold On, 
and really, really great song. It made it to number 18, came in at 34, made it to 18, and was on the Stiff label out of England. And it was from an album, Gone with the Wind, and um, very kind of unique sounding record. I really liked it a lot. One of my favorite records of the whole year. And um, it did have a stiff sleeve, but it did not have a picture sleeve. But if you've never heard it, I highly recommend it. A great song by Ian Gom called Hold On. Next song to come in was down at 39. and But it was by Bob Dylan, and he hadn't had a hit in a while. And this one came in. It was called Gotta Serve Somebody. And at the time, I heard it, and I, think, you know, I thought it was okay. But over the years, it's really grown on me. And I really like the song a lot now. It was on his label, Columbia. It made it to number 24. And anything by Dylan right now is kind of collectible. So this record's probably about a $10 record in really good shape um, on the Columbia with the sleeve. No picture sleeve for this, but uh, actually a, a cool record now. Gotta Serve Somebody by Bob Dylan. Um, which brings us to the last song to come in that week. And it was actually from, featured in a movie Um and I remember seeing the movie. I don't remember if I saw it in the theater. But I remember seeing it probably on VHS when it came out. And that's uh, Meatballs. And um, we talked about Making It by David Naughton. That was featured in that movie. And this song was also in that movie. It was by Mary McGregor. And it was called Good Friend. And it, was her la it would be her last top 40 hit. And it's kind of a ballad on the RSO label. And debuted at 40, only made it to 39, and that's as high as it got. And that's Good Friend by Mary McGregor. And again, another song that came in uh, that week in the Hot 100, but did not make the top 40. And it happens to be another country record, um, and this one by Barbara Mandrell. She was pretty um, popular at that time. She had her own TV show and was um, having big hits on the country chart. This one kind of crossed over for a few weeks on the Hot 100. It's called Fooled by a Feeling. It's on her MCA tan record label with the MCA sleeve. Kind of a mid-tempo song, cool song by her. Uh, only made it to number 89, came in at 90 and only made it one more position up and it only stayed a few weeks and then fell off. But I do remember hearing that on the radio and liking the song. And that's Barbara Mandrell, Fooled by a Feeling. So we'll bring in the next week in October of 79, which happens to be um, October 13th. And the first song to come in debuted way up at number 15. So when a song comes in that high, you know it's probably going to go to number one. And that's what happened. The song went to number one. And I'm talking about the Eagles and Heartache Tonight. It was kind of catchy when it came out. Um, it was their first single off the Long Run album which turns out to be one of my favorite albums. But at the time, I'd only heard this song. And you know what? It's it's okay. Um, I liked it when it came out. Now I'm a little, I don't know what you call, burned out of it or tired of it. Um, it's To me, it's not the best song on the album, but uh, a lot of people liked it. And it went to number one, I guess, because it had a nice hook. But the Eagles were very popular and still are uh, on the Asylum label. And uh, like I said, it came from the long run. And we'll talk about that album quite a bit as time goes on. But it only spent one week at number one, but it still made it there. So that's Heartache Tonight by the Eagles. Uh, next song to come in was Back Down at number 36. You can see what a gap it was that week. And it was a duo that hadn't had a hit in a while. 
and they wouldn't have another hit for a while, but this one got in there. It's by Nick Ashford and Valerie Simpson, um, Ashford and Simpson. They were a soul duo, and this one's called uh, Found a Cure, kind of a disco-sounding song on the Warner Brothers label. Came in at number 36, and that's as high as it got was 36. It's called Found a Cure, not a particularly valuable or hard record to find um, by Ashford and Simpson. No picture sleeve, um, but uh, that's as high as it got was 36. Next song to come in right behind it was, I thought, for the longest time, a one-hit wonder artist until she snuck in with a hit in the late 80s, and we'll talk about that much later. But at the time, this record was um, by Brenda Russell, and she was kind of like a soul artist, too. The song was called So Good, So Right, kind of a mid-tempo song. I like the song. Came in at 37, would make it to number 30, and that's as high as it got. It's on the Horizon label, which can't think of too many other artists that are on this label. And it had a Horizon sleeve, so it's kind of cool. Not a very easy record to find nowadays. Not a particular valuable one, but it is hard to find, harder to find. So I put it in the category of um, hard to find, but not valuable, if there is such a category. So that's a Brenda Russell, So Good, So Right, kind of a cool song. You don't hear it much on the radio anymore, and you probably should, but you just don't. Uh, next song to come in that week came in at number 39 and um, it was by the Commodores and it was called Still and it was a ballad. And back then, I told, as I said before, ballads were not my thing. It didn't do much for me at all. It was really slow. It did manage to make it to number one. So I was kind of surprised at that. But um, it only spent one week up there. Commodores were on Motown back then, but this was a very what I call sleepy song for me. Um, it's called Still. Don't hear it too much on the radio anymore, um, but it was popular enough to go to number one, but only spent one week up there. So that's Still by the Commodores. Um, last song to come in, I know we talked about Stevie Nicks a little earlier. This is her group Fleetwood Mac, and it came in at number 40, and it's the title track from their album, their follow-up to Rumors called Tusk, which was completely different than Rumors. And a lot of people didn't like that. But, you know, over time, I like the album. I like it fine. Tusk was done outside with a marching band in Dodger Stadium and um, very kind of tribal-like music. It would go to number eight, which is not bad. And it did have two picture sleeves, which I thought were kind of cool. The first sleeve just has like a blank cover with Tusk and Fleetwood Mac at the top. The next sleeve actually has a photograph of a dog biting this guy's jeans um, cuff length, like he's biting his leg and a tennis shoe on it. Kind of a neat looking sleeve, but they're two different varieties. And I'm thinking the dog one is harder to find than the other one. Um, and because it's Fleetwood Mac, it has some value to it and collectability. And that was their first single, Tusk. Actually, there were two songs that came in the Hot 100 that week that I want to talk about that are uh, memorable for me. The first one came in at number 75. It was by a group called The Sports, and it was called Who Listens to the Radio? Kind of a cool title, and the song was kind of cool. had a picture sleeve, and it showed an old-time radio on the back of the sleeve with somebody's shoes, and then it showed the, the name of the singer on the front. 
it would come in at 75 and make it to 45. So it almost hit the top 40. Um, I remember hearing it on the radio. Uh, of course, who wouldn't play it? Because who listens to the radio? And um, that's the sports. But they were a one-hit wonder because they never really had another hit that hit the Hot 100, I believe. I think that was it for them. And the last song I'm going to talk about um, for that week was another Hot 100 hit. And it was by one of my favorite groups, The Cars. And it came in at 84. And it's called It's All I Can Do. And when this song came out, I didn't really have a copy of it or heard of it. But as the years went on, I started hearing it a little bit and I got it. It's turned out to be one of my favorite songs by The Cars. Um, it's kind of grown on me over the years. When I first heard it, I thought it was okay. But now I really like it. Um, it would just miss the top 40 and go to number 41. And they had several songs that did that. But this is one of them. It's All I Can Do. It's from the same album as Let's Go, uh, which is called Candio. And it's got a picture sleeve, and it's got that girl laying on top of the car, redheaded girl, and then it's got a picture of the group on the back. So it was kind of cool. It's all I can do by the cars. And um, let me take a little sip here as we continue now. And we're going to move to October uh, 20th in 1979. And there were seven songs that... Uh, came in that week, which was a lot. And the first song we'll talk about came in at number 26, which was a nice high debut for this song. It was by the group Sticks, And normally they were pretty much a rock band, but this one was a ballad. Um, it was called Babe. And it went all the way to number one, very popular, two weeks at number one. It was on their A&M label. Did not have a picture sleeve. Um, you know, I thought the song was okay for a ballad. It wasn't bad. I kind of liked it more than other ballads. It was from their album Cornerstone, which I had at the time. That was one of the few albums I actually went out and bought myself. Um, but that was Sticks and Babe. And came in at 26. The next song that we'll talk about uh, came in at 32, up from 45. And it was by a singer named Chris Thompson. And he was with the group Night. And I don't know if you remember me talking about Hot Summer Nights by Night. They had a hit a few weeks back. We were talking about that when that came in in 79. But this song was a ballad. It's called If You Remember Me. I remember hearing it a lot on the radio. So it was a pretty big hit. And it made it to number 17. So it wasn't too bad. It's on the Planet label, the same label as Night itself. In fact, the first pressings of this record just showed Chris Thompson. And then later pressings showed Chris Thompson and Knight. So um, I guess they backed him up on this. But it was his only solo top 40 hit, by the way, if you remember me by Chris Thompson. Um, next song to come in at number 34 that week was a song by Ann Murray. And a lot of country artists crossed over at that time. She was one of them. And this was a ballad called Broken Hearted Me. And because it was a ballad, it didn't do a lot for me. It was okay. It was kind of sleepy, kind of like the Commodore song I talked about. Um, it was a fairly big hit, though. It hit number 12. And it's on the Capital Purple label, which was the one that was out at that time in 79 with the purple sleeve, no picture sleeve. Uh, not much to say about this record. I really didn't listen to it that much. It wasn't one of my favorites. But that was Broken Hearted Me by Ann Murray. And um, it came in at number... 34 that week. 
next song I'll talk about was by Barry Manilow. And when I first heard this song, I thought, oh, not another, another sleepy ballad by him. But the song has kind of grown over me over the years. I kind of like it now. Um, the subject matter is kind of cool. It's called Ships. And um, it came in at 35. It was a pretty good hit for him. It hit number nine. And it was on the Arista label. Um, but the song has kind of grown on me. So now it's probably one of my favorites by him. But I, you don't hear that on the radio that much anymore, at least not around here. Um, but back then it got a lot of airplay. And that's Ships by Barry Manilow. I guess we were kind of in a sleepy week because a lot of these songs that came in were kind of slow or mid-tempo-ish, with one exception, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But the next song to come in was kind of that mid-tempo range. And it was by J.D. Souther, and he had been in several groups, and this is his solo song called You're Only Lonely. It kind of had that uh, shuffling beat. And it would also go to number seven, so it was a pretty big hit for him on the Columbia label with a Columbia sleeve, not particularly valuable or anything like that. Um, and it's called You're Only Lonely, J.D. Souther. Came in at 37. And that was his only hit, believe it or not, to hit the top 40. And that was it, You're Only Lonely. Now, the next song to come in turned out to be one of my favorites of the whole year. And one of my favorites by this artist, and it's very upbeat, and I liked it a lot as soon as I heard it. I was like, wow, what a great song. Talking about Jimmy Buffett and Finns, and of course, it's gained a life over the years as one of those concert songs where they put the fins on their head and they do fins to the left, fins to the right. If you're a parrot head, you know what I'm talking about. But at the time I heard this song, I thought, wow, what a cool song. Came in at 38. It only made it to 35, which was disappointing. I wanted it to go so much higher. But I liked the song so much, I went out and bought the album to find out if the album were, was as good as the song. And the album was real good. It turned out to be one of my favorite albums. It's called Volcano. And we'll talk about that song a little later. But this song came in at 38, like I said. It's on his uh, MCA label, the Tan MCA label, Fins. And it's become a big, big concert favorite whenever he's out there. And um, you do hear it on the radio every once in a while. Not too often, though. Not too often, but you do hear it. And that's uh, Finn's, one of my favorites. And the last song to come in um, that week, I guess you could call this kind of a novelty song. It was by Kermit the Frog, and then you know who he was. He was one of the Muppets. He had never had a hit by himself, but the creation of Jim Henson, he's the one who actually created Kermit. But it was labeled Kermit the Frog. It's called The Rainbow Connection. And it came in at 40 and made it to number 25, which was pretty good, on the Atlantic label. Uh, kind of hard to find nowadays. Um, it's probably about a $10 record. You don't see it too often. And uh, that's the Rainbow Connection by Kermit the Frog. By the way, that and Finns both made it to number one on my top 40 countdown of the year. So both those two songs were very popular. And the last song I'm going to talk about for this edition of Spinning Singles Um was by an artist named Keith Herman. It was a one-hit wonder guy. He came in at number 90, and it only made it to 87. It took me years to get a copy of this record. I don't know why. I still don't have a stock copy of it. I have a promo, and um, it's a very hard record to find. It's probably a $15 or $20 record. It's called She's Got a Whole Number. It's kind of um, a rock kind of dance song, but it's really cool. I like it a lot. 
And um, it, like I said, it came in at number 90, made it to 87, but it took me years to find a copy and you never hear it. In fact, I've never heard it on the radio probably in the last 15 years. So uh, that's Keith Herman and she's got a whole number. And that should wrap up this edition. We'll continue with 1979. We're getting closer to the end of the year. We'll start with November of 1979 and next week. And I hope you enjoyed it. As always, it's Spinning Singles. If you have any comments or anything, you can email me at wtodsampson at yahoo.com. And I will talk to you next week. <laughs>